Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everyone. It's Michelle Collins. It's a brand new episode of Midnight Snack. And I'm here with uh, always looking sharp as can be Dan Acton. Hi, Dan. Hey, Michelle. You look great, too. I like your shirt. Thank you. Actually, I'm wearing a shirt that is so not me. Mm -hmm. And I bought it. I think I got it at Marks and Spencer in Athens. I'm saying a lot of words, but just let me finish. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it'll be. I need like some light shirts. And it's just a yeah. little big and it, it's giving me Kramer. It's giving like season six Seinfeld Kramer. It's just not me. There's a little collar. No, it looks like you got hooked up with like the high school football star and then threw it on. Oh, I got where you're coming from. That's actually hot. Like that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't get a chance to go home after yesterday. So this is just all I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. that is more, that is actually more my energy. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you. Uh, well, now I love the shirt. Now, if that's what it's giving, I love it. Hi, Danny. Um, hey. I'm so happy to see you. Now, first and foremost, I was very excited because I interviewed my old friend, Julia Stiles on Sirius XM. And the first thing she said, she listens to the pod every week. She goes, you know, I feel like I'm hanging out with you. Like, I think this happens. I don't know. Well, Dan doesn't tell anyone he's on the show. 
famously, <laughs> like when I went to your birthday party and every single person there went, you do a podcast? I went, you don't tell anyone that you do this? I was so angry. So maybe this isn't, so maybe that's why people showed up to your party. Whereas for me, I'm always like, where the fuck is everybody? But anyway, um, she was like, yeah, I always feel like I'm catching up with you because I listen to the podcast, but she's a big fan of yours. And I was excited to tell that's you. That's so that. awesome. That was, that was so cool. Thanks for sending me that. That's awesome. Yeah, of Hi, course. Julia. I was so excited. <laughs> Hi, fan. Julia. Yeah. Julia's awesome. the best. Anyway. So, and also, no, it's, it's funny because cool. people reach out. And I'm like, my friend Chris, like a lot of people listen. And I'm just in La La Land where I'm like, oh, I forget that people listen. (laughs) You know what? A few weeks ago uh, or a couple weeks ago, when I told you about going to Toronto and going to this random brewery where I got like chicken hearts. uh, Somebody DM'd me. Is that what they're calling monkeypox there? Is that what they're calling monkeypox? Did you get chicken hearts? That's the Canadian (laughs) monkeypox. They're like, eh, we don't feel so comfortable with monkeypox. We're just going to call it chicken hearts. We hope that's okay. Go on. You you and me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, She, this person like works at the brewery and she just knew it because of the $3 chicken hearts. (laughs) And like, she was like, oh, uh, next time you come, I'll uh, I'll treat you like a king. It was very nice. Oh, she listened to the podcast? Yeah, she listened to the podcast and she's like, I work at that restaurant. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. funny. That's so nice. It is a very small world we live in. Uh, Example, I'll tell you this, is that um, last week I'm walking, you know, I'm still here in Amsterdam, still blending in with the locals. I, you know what? I would say that everyone I'm getting along swimmingly with everybody in the city. Genuinely. Like I feel like everyone's really friendly. Everyone's really nice, except for the two guys who work in my hotel, (laughs) who, by the way, (laughs) shockingly, I know you're the best. They actually yeah. don't know me at all. No, I know what you're thinking. No, you know what's funny? They're, they actually don't know me at all because I, and I know, listener, you're like, oh, here she goes again, like little Miss Karen coming. It's not like that at all. They, anytime, and by the way, I've brought them croissants. Like, I'm kissing their ass. Meanwhile, it's costing me tens of thousands of dollars to stay here. And I'm like, please be nice to me. But I asked them to just change the day for housekeeping. And it was like the energy I got just for that. And by the way, they come once a week. And I was like, can they just come Monday instead of Tuesday? Big deal. The attitude that I got for asking that, I'm sorry, that is not a big ask. That is not a big ask. And by the way, they could just say no. You know, they could just say, sorry, we can't do it. The way that they even said no, it was like, like studio 54 bouncer energy like you're trash like get the fuck out of here and i'm like wait a minute i just, i'm like famous for befriending the people who work at the hotels i stay like everybody i'm hugging i know dan sure. looked sideways i'm now looking also sideways at nobody i'm also gonna look here okay yeah it's right <laughs> that's true <laughs> Don't look sideways when i say things to no one at all i don't like that at all no you know that that's true that excuse me in London are they not hugging me they cry when I leave and you know I smear them all I gave one guy freaking new sneakers like I'm there smearing left and right I even I'll tell you I'll give a good example um I had a package delivered here and I tried these two guys they're both very buff and they're just their energy is like like anytime I talk to them I feel like I'm about to have an anxiety attack does that make sense like they're so they're so tightly wound these guys and it's like I have that side of me too which I have you know really worked on and actually I feel like I've gotten much better with but they're so tightly wound that I had a fiver to tip him because you know when you get a 
package, at least yeah. in my parents' building, you tip the doorman, right? So I gave him sure. five bucks and he was like, I mean, he literally almost yelled at me for trying to tip him. He was like, it is not allowed. Uh, it isn't allowed here. Allowed. You can't do that. And I'm like, do you know oh, what I'm saying? So it's not. I'm Wait. Not, hmm. Okay. Something. Do you up. think that it is American traveler energy that you're bringing and it does not gel with uh, well, then, if that's the case, maybe they should consider getting a new fucking job if the American traveler energy <laughs> is not gelling with yeah, them. Yeah, that's true. You maybe do. working front desk at a an expensive yeah. hotel ain't the way. All right, good and point. by the way, may I add, yeah. I am a Jewish customer. They literally put me in the fucking attic. Look where I am. I'm in Amsterdam <laughs> living in a fucking attic. You got the annex. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah, and the craziest thing: there were no towels, there was no no, na- there was no soap, paper, and a pen. That was all they left for me. I thought, excuse me, paper and a pen? It's just behind this bookcase. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm serious. Uh, please. Anyway, it's just I feel I just really hate them, and I and I actually I it like ruined my morning. Honestly, I was like, and I said, yeah. oh, and he was like, no, they can't. He was just so rude to me, and I was like, and I said to him, and this was my mistake, but I had to because I also am someone who likes to nip things in the bud, and I said, you know, oh, yeah. I'll be honest, like I feel like when you speak to me, there's like a tension there, and I don't really know why. Like I don't. I said I don't think I ask you guys for a lot. I'm asking just for a thing. You can just answer yeah. me in a nice way. Like I'm not here to fight. You know. Yeah. And he came back at me it was just like a whole thing I, I walked out like shaking but I was very calm you know I didn't yeah I'm not like that obviously but it's just like do you know what your fucking job is I mean literally I'm not even I'm friendly okay. coming in there it's just wild it's crazy but I've also had it in uh, places where uh, tipping is not customary or even restaurants in New York where like we have a no tipping policy yeah, yeah. like the attitude the the treatment that you get is totally different it's not even like bad. smile it's just uh not overly hospitable. Oh, no, no, know? no. There's no question with what you're saying that actually uh, the the non-tipping culture here, which I always tip, and I'll tell you something, I always tip, even if it's like three, four euro, whatever, I always do it. It's part yeah. of my culture. I don't care what they do here. It's it At the end, right, doesn't right. make a huge dent in my bank account and makes me feel good and I don't feel guilty, which I usually, I'm a fucking Jew living in an attic. Like I live, I thrive off of guilt, you know? So... Um, I, I actually have found you're right that the service here, it depends. I've actually befriended a lot of my service here, like to the point where we're going to hang out, like literally, because people actually yeah, like yeah. me, <laughs> listener. I'm not, I'm right, a right, beloved right. personality, even in my waking day to day movements. You know what I mean? It's just these of all the people I've met. I'm serious. I've befriended yeah, so many yeah. of my servers, like genuinely lovely, lovely people. Yeah. It's just these yeah, two totally. fucking guys. But um, mm. I'll say this is that I've had also so many guys like try to mansplain tipping culture to me here like if i'm on a date or something and i'm like you know what you don't have to do i just did that you literally just just did that to me yeah yeah all right can we cut that no we're (laughs) definitely leaving it in i want julia styles to hear what you just did (laughs) twice at half speed Listen, Michelle. Yeah, the half speed. Calm down. Listen, you know who would love that? And I tweeted about it. Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch had that tweet saying, you know, I love women. I am a woman. That's how (laughs) the funniest way to start any tweet. I love women. I am a woman. Okay. What did she say? Let me read this. Actually, it really made me laugh. My friend Dave, who I my traveling friend Dave. See people travel with me. I'm really, I'm quite charming. I don't know what it is, but now I feel uncomfortable while I look up her tweet. I feel uncomfortable now when I, I walk in were. and out of the fucking building. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Jesus. And it sucks because well, I, I actually. Have them on. 
I know. Oh, I'm sure they would read me to filth. And by the way, I know that they're both um, of uh, of your persuasion, if that makes any sense, which I'm also like, not that I'm, my point with that is that I'm thinking, you know what? We should I really, am a man. Yeah. <laughs> I love men. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, you know, I'm thinking if this were America, we yeah. would literally be crying laughing with each other. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right, right, right. I don't know Ooh. how to put it. They're just really. And I know that the second I leave, they talk so much shit about me. This is really why I'm turning to this <laughs> podcast, because I feel very bullied in a an establishment where I'm paying a lot, a lot of money. They come. I will right. say cleaning staff. Oh, oh, the housekeepers. Waving, smiling, yeah. we're all so friendly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get along huh. with everyone but these two guys. The girls who work here are nice. So just them. Yeah. I don't get it. Because you know what? I'll tell you something. I think, and I always think this, when I get energy like that from a, uh, do I say cis man? I think that makes sense, right? I'm still new at this. I don't know. Cis man? That sounds right. No, they're both men. Uh, I feel yeah. like, I always think, if I were a man making these same requests in a polite way, there is no way on the planet they would speak to me that way. Right. That is just a fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Am yeah, I wrong? Even right. if they fucking right. no, hated me. And I don't think they do. Cause actually, listen, I literally brought them freaking baked goods yesterday. I, you know, forget the tipping for a minute. Cause I, by the way, yeah. I didn't tip him. I right. said, okay, he really freaked out. I go, yeah. no problem. But like, you're trying I, to get us fat. Like, yeah, like, exactly. That's funny. Like, oh, she leaves us carbs. Yeah. We know exactly what little Miss Attic is up she's, to. She's a real homophobe. That one. Yeah. <laughs> give her the biz. Give her the business funds. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the way, their names are Max and Mike. I was like, what's your name? He went Max. The other one went Mike. I was like, Max and Mike. I gotta go. Okay. I love women. I am a woman. All caps. Our voices are higher than men's voices. Are they, Jane? Let's be real. Women's voices can get into the annoying area if it gets too high. If you're doing a podcast, consider lowering your pitch a tad. If you think, and this part actually, even this, I was like, come on, Jane. She goes, if you think I'm being sexist about this, then I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> okay. Which is like, what? Huh? Who is she talking about? Like, what podcast is she listening to? She did not like, indicate who it was. Maybe she thinks like Mark Marin is a woman or something. Like, what is she listening to? Like, well, I feel she... like we should do a deep voice, slow down intro of Jane Lynch. Like, if she to convince her to be a guest on the podcast. Like, if she ever wanted to come. Yeah. Right. 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 Should I do it? I'm picturing her doing her like power walk or whatever and like what is she listening to that she's so like eye rolling and annoyed I it's know. like voices like i've never way. heard a podcast where i was so annoyed by the high pitch of the voice no, no i'm annoyed by like personality i'll be honest i have and it's usually like ira glass it's like usually a man's high pitch voice <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah fucking crazy um <laughs> right. but okay so here's let's just do half speed for jane like hey jane it's michelle collins of the midnight Snap podcast. We are literal huge fans. Um, and I am a woman, just for the record. But we would absolutely love to have you on the pod, and I will guarantee we'll make it a ten-minute-long interview, but we'll slow it to half speed. So it clocks in at around 15 to 20. So that we don't make you go deaf, your fans are happy. So come on by Midnight Snack, Jane. Dan, anything to add? Uh, wait, what am I doing? (laughs) 
and that's exactly it. And scene. Well, yes, they're going to slow that down, Dan. Now oh, she's never oh, going to come see, on the I podcast. See. Oh, God. all right. First. All right. I'm joking. Um, by the way, did you hear? No, she definitely won't when I say this. What? My friend texted me. She, you're going to shit. She was not there for Beanie's last funny girl. Really? Yeah. I was waiting because I watched the whole video where she's like taking her final vows or sorry, final her vows. Her final vows. Well. To oh, the vows Grim Reaper. Well. Also, <laughs> the Grim Reaper shows up. It's like, oh my God, Jane, like today's the day, girl. R.I.P. <laughs> Go on. And she didn't show up. And I was, I was like, wait, who, where is she? Like she, she wasn't there. She was not there. So what happened? What happened? Did she also have uh, COVID? Uh, what, what did no, would she go out with like she was like, oh, I have a laryngitis or oh yeah, famous al- laryngitis or whatever. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Can you imagine being on stage with a Broadway performer who had chronic halitosis? I wonder if that's something they have to think about. And how you know it's like those uh, advice columns that are like, I work with someone with body odor. Like, what do I do? It's like imagine uh, like a singer's hot, steamy stink breath like in your face. I bet it happens to actors all the time, and I wonder what they do. Oh, about I'm sure. That. Yeah. Well, I I, I got uh, those like lottery tickets to see Hamilton once, so I did get the Josh. Uh, what's his name? The the spitter. Jonathan Groff. Who? Uh, Jonathan Groff. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I did get uh, that like within like a foot of me, and it was exciting. Like great breath, but like it was like physically. So, so I feel close. like that almost is like too much information for me, but also I. <laughs> <laughs> that you enjoyed getting spit on by Jonathan Groff in the front row. Like, I enjoy it, but like, I, well, I mean, it was, it was fine. You enjoyed it. Um, remember when Gallagher used to give people tarps? I miss those days. That's, yeah, yeah. Good old Gallagher. Whatever, what happened, whatever happened to him. Right, guys? All right, wait. I think something weird, yeah. going on this week i had a lovely weekend i uh i had martinis this weekend which i haven't done in a minute and my body has acclimated to not having martinis so i did feel the effects unfortunately I, oh yeah it is you it's like going to war when you have a martini you really have to like <laughs> yeah that's true gear up for it yeah and they were so small because you know they measure every little shot here so when yeah. they brought the glass you know what when you're at a hillstone and they bring you a martini it's like didavon tea sized full to the top yeah. <laughs> one is like seven drinks in one it's like 20 bucks you're happy yeah here it was um those like I hate those like the French seventy five glasses, okay. no like yeah, the oh, those kind. like the uh, Great Gatsby champagne glass kind of thing. Yeah, and it yeah. was like half full. And you know me, I'm like I actually said, see, this is why the guys downstairs the hate me. Yeah. Exactly. I was with my friend Ben, and uh, very very lovely server came over, very nice guy, and I I said actually making conversation, not being a an attic dweller. I said. <laughs> If you know what I mean, I said, you know, it's so funny because we're so spoiled in America. This is what I said. I go, we're so spoiled in America uh-huh. because when we get martinis, they're like brimming. I mean, that's true. Like, I didn't say it like a, but he was like, that is such a passive way to say <laughs> yeah. it. That's so funny. How yeah. refreshing. When I order something in America, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's like a good size. This is so cool. No, but what's so what funny? Thing. The guy was so nice. <laughs> The guy was so nice and he was like, you're, you know, but no, but I have to tell you, then we saw other people's glasses, OPGs, yeah. and they were yeah. much fuller than ours. So I think our guy didn't measure it right and just split one oh. between us. But not the point is that I fucked myself with that because then Saturday morning I woke up like entombed in my own head. You know what I mean? It was not a great <laughs> right, Saturday right, right. for me. I mean, I had a nice day. I walked around. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a lovely city. Sometimes I wonder 
if it's mm. too relaxing here, although clearly not, because clearly I'm still having personal <laughs> problems with people. <laughs> By the way, I'm like a pleasure. I really don't want people to walk away from this episode thinking like, wow, I'd hate to. Uh, I would like actually if I've ever dealt with you in a store capacity or in a hotel capacity, uh, DM me on Instagram so I can read them next week on the podcast. And I'll even read the next <laughs> yeah, one. Like, like, don't make it public. But yeah, DM no, no, no. <laughs> send them to me. No, no, no. Send them to me. But uh, I promise you, I swear that 98 percent of people really I, I'm a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I really have to believe that. I must. Uh, I believe it. No, Dan, yeah. I, I trade off of that. No, That's no, my totally. whole thing. OK, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I just want people to know, like, it's really I promise this is why I'm so perplexed and upset it's it reminds me of the oh, seinfeld yeah. where jerry's girlfriend hated george and he goes a woman who hates <laughs> me this much uh, you know he was like totally attracted to her like i'm almost like obsessed <laughs> yeah, right. with them like why well, do you right, hate right, me right. so much <laughs> you know what is it about me uh, <laughs> okay anyway so let me read dan just sent me a thing oh wait how's your weekend danny oh it was good uh yesterday i saw no nope finally um oh i was gonna ask you about that yeah i liked it you should see it there's a lot happening. There's a lot going on. I don't think I, I'm not totally sure that it all gels together, but there are a lot of individual things that are great. The opening shot is very scary. Is it? The opening shot is one of those things like, what am I looking at? And I'm like, oh, 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 no, I know what this is. It's like, oh, it's no. Really scary. Oh, yeah. no. Is, it, um, is the opening thing? I know there's a lot of chimp, um, chimp what, fodder, I guess. I don't know. There's chatter, yeah. Hello, yeah. <laughs> Wait, can we please start a new podcast called Chatter and it's just chimp fodder? That is actually the show. You know what? I'm we're gonna test it out right now. Forget this thing I was gonna read. I'm looking up chimp news. We're we're gonna test chatter out right here on the show. Chimp news. I went to the zoo this week, by the way. This is a funny story oh, really? because it's really close to where I don't even now I'm going to like give away the location of where I'm staying with these motherfuckers, but um, I'm close to the zoo. Okay. I'm living in an attic right by the zoo. Does that make you feel good? That is literally where I'm staying. (laughs) But anyway, I see these giraffe heads outside your window. You know, you know, what's funny is I couldn't find the giraffes. Isn't that so funny that you say that? I literally was like, how is the tallest woman here? Not finding the giraffes. They were like in a weird part. I don't know. Wait. Oh, I just Googled chimps facial recognition tool. Huh? Wait, we're going to get into, well, I mean, the top story already. This is the chatter we were looking for. I cannot <laughs> wait to read this. <laughs> I feel high right now. I don't know what happened. Something, you know, thank you to those two motherfuckers downstairs. They really unlocked something very joyful in me today. I'm not just saying that. Like, <laughs> I feel so free because I got it out. I like yeah. cleansed it, you know? Yeah, it's like a masochistic uh, release. Is that is that what it is? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um. Okay, I'm going to read the second article first. I'm going to read a couple of... This is a Chotter. It's a new podcast Dan and I are pitching to Earwolf, ideally. Um, Chimp fodder. It's Chotter colon chimp fodder. The second one is from Smithsonian Magazine. Rainforest chimpanzees seen digging wells for the first time. I think it was so clever. Oh, no! smart. They're getting so... Can you imagine the first chimp that falls down a well? Like the chimp papers? Oh, no. Like the baby, baby Jessica. Baby Jessica, baby, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> baby Coco. Oh my God, baby Coco. And they have to like put a little chimp bucket down there to wheel her up. Oh no. Yeah, it says the primates may be burrowing for cleaner water. Well, I got to tell oh. you, even looking at those chimps today, well, I got to, let me be real. You know, 
I used to love zoos, obviously. I've, I'm a huge animal lover, as you know. I smile at every freaking dog I pass. Like, I'm really, I pet every stray cat. Like, I'm really, I'm a problem animal lover. And yeah. I used to love the zoo because, of course, where else can you see these incredible animals? Right. right. I did have a f- sad feeling today, which I don't know if I've ever had at a zoo. And it's a really mm. nice zoo. But especially in the gorilla and the chimp enclosures, which were yeah. indoors. And yeah. it was very steamy and hot, which they probably like. I, a chimp, you know, relative, I'm definitely related to chimps, uh, obviously, um, didn't love it. So I don't know how they feel about it, but they just yeah. seemed so like slow and out of it. And I was like, oh no, I wanted yeah. like, I wanted to see precocious chimps, you know, give me like a chimp, like right. waving at kids and stuff. You know what I mean? Not these, like, they were just like rolling yeah. around and touching their butts. Um, I did yeah. see, uh. I had a really wonderful one-on-one with these like uncaged lemurs and they had no, they were like in a tree, like just out. There was nothing preventing me from reaching out and petting this lemur. Two of them. Wow. Isn't that wild? I guess they must not be dangerous if they're, they let them, I, you know, to humans. I guess, but I got to tell you, it really shocked me. After and seeing I wonder, that movie, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to approach any animal, by the way, after seeing really? this movie. Go on. Yeah. Well, you know that my Go dream on. way to die as a joke used to be via chimp. And I know now because of Nope, I can't <laughs> even say that now. Even it's going to sound like I took it from the film. So that joke is over with. Now I have to come yeah, up with a new fun well, way to also, go. Yeah, it's also referring to something that happened a long time ago. Well, but, Dan, yeah. obviously I know that. And I've seen the Oprah interview and I know all about that chimp too. Come on. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Dan, I know about the chimp attacks. God. <laughs> Mansplaining chimp. This is not the chatter I was hoping for. I don't want you. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Don't chimpsplain me, okay? I know all about chimps. <laughs> okay, now here's an article from two days ago in Rolling Stone. Okay. In <laughs> Rolling Stone. Yeah. It's about the monkeys? What's yes. happening? No, that's funny. Are you ready for this headline? Because I'm going to faint. And I do feel like mm, the universe brought us here today. The title is, She Faked Her Chimp's Death, Then Things Went Apeshit. <laughs> now, I actually do feel like I've heard of this story, weirdly. And I'm not just saying that. Shall I read this out loud? Because I already... It's Tonka. I've heard of this story with the, the Tonka the Chimp. It's actually a fucked up thing. But can I read this a little bit? This uh, is written by... Uh, yeah, please. Written by Cheyenne Roundtree. What a great name. Here we go. Tanya Haddix is nearly in tears. I'm going to stop right there and say, if I had to name in a story the owner of a chimp, Tanya Haddix is pretty much done on accurate. Right up there. Yeah, 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 you're great. It's been only a few days since officials showed up to the exotic animal broker's home on June 2nd after PETA received a tip that Tonka, a Hollywood movie star chimp in his 30s, hot, he's on Raya, that Haddix claimed had died in May, was in fact alive. P.S. I would kill to match with Tonka on Raya. Oh my God. Just all banana emojis, like the whole thing. I'm like, this motherfucker, he's so hot. He gets me, yeah. He really gets me. Like, I fucking love bananas. The 52-year-old had blatantly lied to PETA, a judge and multiple media outlets saying that Tonka, who by the way is like the Ray Fiennes uh, was in George of the Jungle and Buddy had died of oh, heart failure. Right. See, Alan Cumming mm. was in Buddy. I remember this because Alan, this was a big story like a couple months ago. In reality, she had been stashing the chimp in her basement to avoid giving up Tonka with six other chimps who were ruled being in unsafe conditions. Okay. 
Oh no. Oh. Here's my question. Why is there not like CPS, like chimp protective services? Like how could no one have gone to the house yeah. to do a wellness check? Like, I'm sorry, you're telling me Tonka died? Produce the bones. Yeah. Like, where that's is Tonka? That's actually really interesting. Yeah, you know, I guess you could to the say pigs. that and nobody checks. Yeah. Oof. Uh, it's been an emotional ride, uh, blah, blah, blah. She said, this is like straight out of my mouth, Tonka is the love of my life. He really, truly is. I love him like a son. The insanity of the saga, an acting chimp, an elaborate hoax, a messy lawsuit. This is everything we love. This is like the Stefan of our dreams, basically. (laughs) 20 grand in reward money and the brief involvement of the attorney, Jesus, for Kyle Rittenhouse. Ugh. What? (laughs) Made national headlines. Okay, I'm going to fast forward. At the center of it all was Tonka whom had its claimed was in such bad shape from congestive heart failure that her vet had recommended Mm. euthanizing him. This is much sadder than I thought. I thought I was like acting chimp. Yeah. Now I'm like chimp stent. It says she's now facing five years in prison, by the way. You know what? Fuck her. And she should be in prison. I'm sorry. Yeah, she should. Yeah. 100%. So it was animal abuse. Yes. She says that. Or is she just like hiding and like, he's fine. No, he's, uh, it says Haddix was considering Uh-oh. euthanizing Tonka, but PETA claims Uh-oh. there was no evidence to suggest he was even close to death. So she was maybe lying Uh-oh. about his condition. Uh-oh. Uh, virtually one of the PETA reps said virtually everything that comes out of Tanya's mouth is a lie. Here she is, by the way. I mean, this woman, people, if you're not right now pulling the car over to Google Tanya Haddix, Dan, this looks like the, um, she looks like every Tanya I've ever, ever seen. What is it about that name? <laughs> Look at her. Yeah, there is something about it. I think ever since Tanya Harding. Um, what's her name? Tanya Haddix? No, I just sent it to you. I texted it to you, actually. But oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to say something because it's quite a long article and you guys can uh, read about it. And I just saw the word MAGA. Oh, actually, I have more to read. Uh, I have more to read. But what I'll say, I have wow. more to read. You see what I'm talking about with her? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a... What that's, a photo. that's a Tanya. That's a Tanya for you. Um, what I'll she say, has all these like uh, photos of the of the monkeys, I guess. Like, but they're like school photos or like family photos. With those like dappled backgrounds. Like she went to Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny wow. though? I could see this becoming my reality in like twenty years. I'm like, what a lunatic! Like, quick Meanwhile, cut yeah. to my living room, and it's just <laughs> chimp yearbook photos everywhere. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> My man is so crazy. I'm constantly saying it. Everyone's like, she snapped. Uh, I wanted to say that, you know how much I hated Tiger King? Like when people were like going absolutely nuts for it, I was like, these are the worst mankind has to offer. They're fully abusing these animals. I don't have sides. You can't pick sides with these people, you know? No, I didn't either. No, it was horrible. Let me just read this. The mother of two is a self-professed girl's girl who who cries easily. Wait, who cries easily, even over a small monkey's broken arm? How did that happen? What? There's well, a yeah, back. I need back. Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> even about that? Well, yeah. What? This is like chimp misery, basically, is what this yeah, is. Yeah, she looks like uh, Baby Jane or something. Like, yeah, that's right. She has like a little, yeah. You got it. Oof. That's exactly what it is. She likes a good meme with her Facebook page filled with <laughs> cheeky chimp cool. pictures and MAGA humor. She's not a big <laughs> animal lover. She only likes dogs huh? and primates, but she adds she does like wallabies. Just want you guys to know. <laughs> this is a in-depth. This is a full-blown profile. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, I'm like, how? So I need who's her publicist? I need this publicist in my life, yeah. <laughs> getting me this sort of attention. 
Uh, anyway, you, you guys can fill in the rest of this chatter on your own. It, the thing is, it's yeah. like sad. I thought it'd be funny, yeah. but it's, it's too sad. I can't. Well, that's the thing. Like often these things, uh, yeah, start out cute, but they are sad. These are like sentient, uh, near human, you know, they're creatures, so by the way, gotta, to me, they're people. Just be yeah, real. Like, in, yeah. like uh, they get bored. They get depressed. Like, so, it know. says here, Tonka's enclosure is seen and it, I'm not even being funny that it looks like the basement in the movie Ransom. Like, it's so horrible. I actually uh, hate that. I hope that these yeah. chimpies are okay. We love little baby yeah. chimpies. No. I hope so. I hope so, too. Well, Dan, I loved uh, our first episode of Chotter. Um, <laughs> and I really hope yeah. that Jane Lynch absolutely loved every word about that. And <laughs> I only have one question for her, really. Uh, she can actually just DM me the answer. Why wasn't she at Beanie's last show is my question. Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, right. She's going to tweet like, you know, if you're going to do a podcast about Chatter, uh, read to what happens at the end of the story. Before yeah. you st- <laughs> just putting yeah. that out there. Well, OK, fair enough. But also, sorry, <laughs> when you're Googling chimp news, literally, no, that's exactly. what I not even chimps. I looked up chimp news <laughs> on. I'm reading what else. There's some stuff about Nope, obviously. Oh, no. A popular uh, chimpanzee named Jason died. I don't believe this. <laughs> Oh no, there's so much every day there's new chimp stuff. Oh geez. Anyway. Uh well, Dan, this was fun. Oh my god, this is cool. Okay, this I need. What? Wait, actually, Chotter's back. Chotter episode two. We're gonna dig into Mattel unveiling a Jane Goodall Barbie complete with chimp. Ooh. That that's I cool. want. Wait, here's a yeah, picture of her yeah, holding yeah. it. It's got huge tits. Oh my god. <laughs> what have they done to her? <laughs> She's she's absolutely stunning. Her, Jane Goodall's yeah bosom to waist ratio is just it's not even possible <laughs> for a human, much less a, a chimp lover. Okay, Dan, uh, this was a ton of fun. Um, this really was fun. You know what? You helped me. This is a therapeutic little beginning moment for me and i i was kind of in a funk i'm not even joking it really affected yeah. me uh and i mm. really am in a much better place so i thank you and i love you oh thank you this was a lot of fun have a great day oh my god well dan you have a great day and by the way we have a great guest this week it is uh one of my childhood teenage and adult heroes bonnie hunt and if you thought that uh me fangirling over john lithgow was something well get excited because uh it it almost goes to new like i'm just so like wow i go Uh, full chris farley show like remember when you were in jumanji yeah i'm horrible all right (laughs) and here it is enjoy a lifelong dream to interview our guest today and i know she's gonna call me i'm excited for her to not only read me to filth but also just Get real with me. She has a new show which she has executive produced, written, uh, directed some of the episodes. It's called Amber Brown, a new, brand new series direct, um, debuting. I'm already effing up, Bonnie. Globally on oh. Apple TV Plus, July 29th. The great Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie, oh, it's a thanks, dream. Michelle. Bonnie, tell me basically everything. I mean, I. What do you need to know? Uh, where do I begin? Where do I begin? I was a funny kid and you for me were one of the women that I said I could be like Bonnie Hunt when I grow up. Like you just are one of the funniest, most inspiring people to me. Oh my God. That's so sweet and ridiculous because we're the same age. Also true. And that's our time. <laughs> you like cut off the interview immediately. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. I think that, that that's the most powerful thing is that you know, that's the responsibility, you know, it's like so fun when you can connect with somebody. I mean, that's how I felt about the people that I watched. I loved meeting them. 
who were they, but also who disappointed you? Let's ask that uh, that wonderful question. Who disappointed me? Hmm. It's a good one. I could think of one person, but I wouldn't. Blind item? You never know. if. You, but you, here's the thing. You never know what's going on in someone's life. Mm. You know, as an oncology nurse, which is my other part of my life, um, you just never know what somebody might be carrying. And, you know, it's hard to judge when somebody's having a bad moment, unless you've been in their life for years and it's like a pattern. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, you've got a good heart. Yeah. Most part, you know, Carol Burnett, Mary Tyler Moore, um, Debbie Reynolds. Um, just all the wonderful Audrey Meadows played my mom on one of my first television series. Jonathan Winters played my dad and he became a big part of my life till, you know, we lost him. I mean, we were so close, Uh, just so lucky. And, and I think that's a big thing when somebody comes up to me in a grocery store with their kids or something and want to talk to me, it's, it's never, can I have an autograph? It's like, can I give you a hug? Or mm. it's it's like a different connection. And I understand it so much because I had those same feelings about people that I really connected with as a kid. Yeah. So it means a lot to me that you would say that. Well, it's, I mean, 100% true. And I wonder when you were growing up, because I know for me, like I had funny parents and I always feel like it's the kids. That's it. The funny parents are key to just being funny. It's a generational trauma, it is, but also and it's a gift. coping skill. Yeah. It's a coping skill. Yeah. We, we, we had it our whole lives. My mom was hilarious. And so was my dad. And even their arguing was funny. Uh, <laughs> they were just so smart and just so wise. You know, I lost my mom this past year and Sorry. I think I'll always grieve her. Like it's such a huge loss. My, so, so was my father he passed away when I was 18, but my mom, uh, you know, it's so, I had her for so long, but it's never long enough. And I remember when my grandma passed away, I remember thinking, my mom is was in so much pain, but of course she kept going like she always did and brought joy to every day. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a huge loss. And every day you just cherish the goodness in people. Yeah. Like my mom is just good. She was just rock solid goodness. And we need more of it. And I know everybody always says that, blah, blah, blah. Every generation says it about what's going on in television entertainment. But my mom always talked about that ripple effect. Be mindful, be mindful, Bonnie. And I feel like Amber Brown, I really, because I was writing it, my mom and I were roommates and she would read all the scripts and she was sitting right next to me when I was on Zoom casting the show. Um, so, yeah, there's a big part of her heart and humor in this show. And I'm just so lucky to have it as an inspiration. Oh, I love that. The show is, it's funny you say, like, be mindful and be kind, because watching a part of it, it is such a sweet, it's like the definition of good natured. It just feels like a nice, I don't often connect with kids. I don't have children, Bonnie. Yeah, um, me neither. It, it's, me neither. It's just Michelle, not, yeah. right. I mean, why don't, may I ask, and this is not a question. I know why I don't personally want children. Um, well, because I'm a virgin. And again, that's our time. Every time you say something like that, I'm going to wrap. <laughs> Just <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. Exactly. Um, other than your um, your chasteness, I would say. Yes. It's funny that you'd want to work on a kid's show when, you know, you don't have kids because it is. So I kind of I never think of it as a kid's off. show. Really? No, don't close yourself. I listen. Cheaper by the dozen. Jumanji. Mm. Uh, uh, Stolen Summer. Beethoven. I'm always a mom. I've always had tons of kids in movies and television. 
uh, life with Bonnie. I had a family and that, but it's, it, you know, it didn't happen in my life, which was, you know, a, a, a sad thing to accept when I didn't have children um, and then getting divorced, you know, all that stuff you don't plan on, but it happens. Uh, but I have all these nieces and nephews. And then I also love being a storyteller. Mm. So when I'm writing a show, I don't, I never thought of Amber Brown as a show for kids. I mean, I'm hoping that the moms that watch it and the dad, the, when the family's watching it, I mean, the mom has moments alone where she, they talk about their, their regular fully dimensional characters. It's not a lot of times on kids shows, those ancillary characters are one dimension, right. you know, like the Charlie Brown, wah, wah, wah. But this is, um, hopefully I hope that I tried to give everybody and I, and these actors deserve it because mm. they bring it. Uh, um, so I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, it's just not a kid's show to me. It's a family show like Andy Griffith. I got you. You know, she's yeah. Opie to me. Yeah, Opie. That's a show I never connected with. I was just talking about this, that I was All the right, generation. Michelle, we can no longer be friends <laughs> or even attempt friendship. No, It's Bonnie. the greatest show ever written. Because of Andy it's Griffith. It's the greatest show. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, you know what? It was the wardrobe. Ampy's wardrobe. I was jealous. No, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> I'm going to get it at Target now. Yeah. It's all, it's all character driven. It's character driven humor. It didn't matter where they went. You're with them. Oh, I can't believe you didn't. You're not a fan. No, you know what it is? Oh, your favorite show. It goes out. What like, were you? Like my mother, we were honeymooners people. We were I Love Lucy. If okay. We're going to go back but, to like the All right. Classics. Now, I Love Lucy. No. Really? I love, no. I mean, I loved Desi Arnaz and <gasps> Ethel Mertz. But Lucy, I always had this sense that she was smarter than who she was playing. And I won. I mean, she was genius and technically brilliant. And she was Lucille Ball, you know. Oh, my God. Yes. So much respect and love for her. But the character on the show, uh, I would go more for, you know, Mary Tyler Moore. I love Mary Tyler Mary. Moore. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I just I love the the authenticity. But yes, of course, great respect for Lucy. But the Honeymooners. Honeymooners. Brilliant. You can watch it. Timeless. Timeless stuff. I felt lucky to grow up um, in a family that would show me old comedy. You know, and my nieces of, and nephews yeah. too. They know all See? those references. Yeah, they grew up with it. That makes me happy to hear because my fear is with this TikTok world that we're living in and with mm -hmm. social media and Instagram and well, the phones, TikTok is where I do a lot of my best work. Is that right? No, I'm kidding. I'm never okay. <laughs> No wonder all my lights went out. I wasn't sure what happened there, but yeah. Okay. I was like, wow, on TikTok, I'm so supportive. No, go. Keep your, keep your thought. You were gone to something. Well, there. no, the thought is that I, again, not being connected with a lot of young people and what you see in the, let's call it the media and what the energy is, is that kids today are just like not connected to like the old kind of stuff, including even with music and things like that. And that it's all this sort of mindless media drivel is sort of what I, I'm worried about when it comes to today's kids, let's call it. But I'm well, it is. It's transient. Like it's more, yeah. more, more. You know, if I was going to put it in a physiological sense as a nurse, I would say, you know, you're eating sugar, your pancreas is, you know, churning out insulin, and then you have so much insulin that your brain goes, geez, maybe you need some more sugar to balance it out. That's kind of TikTok. It, that's exactly right. I can't yeah. even do it. When I open it, I immediately lose two more eggs. Like at every time I, I pump it open, I, know. I feel ancient, like the National Geographic mummy. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. You know who I mean, um, <laughs> of course. But uh, <laughs> but no, that, that warms me. I, I was a centerfold in National Geographic. You're kidding. No. They needed nine pages for me. I, that's a, I just Hello. <laughs> Okay, 
Amber Brown, let's talk about it because I have a lot of questions also about right. yeah, uh, yeah. your your youth and uh, the talk show, obviously. But um, why this show? Like, why did you connect with this story in particular? Because I know it's based on books. Um uh, Talk to me. Actually, I was writing a show about an eccentric aunt based on my own experience with all my nieces and nephews. My mom was encouraging me, right for that generation. You have these specific relationships. My mom was the ultimate mom and the ultimate grandmom and the greatest aunt as well. My mom was so close to my cousins as her nieces and nephews. Mm. So yes, explore that, Bonnie. So I was. And then I ran into Bob Higgins, who's an executive at Boat Rocker. Bob and I have known each other forever. And we were, uh, what are you working on? I said, oh, I'm writing this show show about an eccentric end. I just started working on it. He's like, oh, I have the rights to this book that this woman wrote who about her niece. And so we joined forces. And then Paula Danzinger, um, who's, you know, passed away since writing these mm. books. It was written, I think, in the 80s. And uh, I got to meet with her family and said how I would explore and heighten these characters to make it present day, make Amber older, make her an artist. Because when I was a kid, I coped through sketching and humor in my own head. So uh, they were happy and open to me applying my personal stories to it. And so that's how it came to be. And it was meant to be because the show is incredible. And it's, I mean, Apple Plus to me has like some of the best stuff on TV right now. But casting oh, it. Oh, they're great. It's amazing. Yeah. That little girl that you cast is one of the most adorable. Like I'm looking at her, I'm going, how can someone be this cute? It almost angered me. She's so cute and talented. Yes. Yeah, right? I found myself in jealous rages as well. Yes. She is, she, <laughs> you know, when she came in, she was on, we were on Zoom and I always talk to the kids first. I don't just have them read something. We had great casting directors, you know, that were bringing everybody in and we had no description of the characters on the script. It wasn't like no ethnicity, no body type, nothing, except that they were a kid at a certain age or the parents, whatever. And so we got to see everybody, uh, meaning every ethnicity, shape, size. It was beautiful. And in comes Carson Rose, who, you know, immediately was not trained out of her instincts. Mm. She was new and authentic. Um, and we talked about the material. You know, I just said, how does this story feel to you? Does it feel real? I always ask the kids. Um, and she, yeah, she just felt it. So, and just her face, her eyes, her her sincerity as, you know, playing the character uh, was wonderful. So I, I just thought, oh, my gosh, this is so great. Now we started casting around that and we just have such great actors. They're all great. They're all uh, worthy of fully dimensional characters. Yeah. And, they, and they're so good. They're I'm not, so fun. I mean, there's yeah. an episode where Hollywood comes to Park Ridge and, you know, the town that they're in. And it's just... It was so fun to shoot. Mm. So fun. And fun to write because I couldn't wait for the actors to get it yeah. because they were all going to have so much fun, I felt. And they did. And they made it even better than I could imagine. See, you you brought something up that would really interest me because I am obsessed with like musical theater kids, like kids who have stage mothers who are, no. you know what I'm saying? And I would love to privately just see some of those auditions just for my own entertainment. Right. And the thing is, is you... It's like the kids don't really have a choice. They have somewhat of a choice, but they're being guided. And I would say to parents, if you have a kid who has some natural ability that is telling you they're interested in doing stuff, you know, do what we did when we were kids. We put on plays in our garage. We literally put on plays in our garage, you know, and we had so much fun 
But learning from doing is better than somebody telling you how it's supposed to be done, I think. In my experience of working with kids that have been really trained and then kids who haven't. Mm. Um, I prefer to work with children that are just going with their gut and not with an acting style. Because there was a lot of those kids that were, you could see the, I can see it. I could see the, hey, mom. You know, it's like, whoa, <laughs> but I immediately think of there. Vanessa Bayer, you know, Vanessa Bayer, whenever she does her like her theater kid, it's one of my favorite things she does. Yes. And yes, there, because there yeah. are those kids and it's, yeah. you know, but it look at Cheaper by the Dozen. So many of those kids had so much natural ability. Mm. I was improvising with those kids all the time. I mean, I would tell them before take, hey, you know, we're going to do this and um, we'd have a little freedom, you know, and and they were always right with me. But I was tossing them toast or improvising a line or a remark or a look, they were right on it. They just, kids have natural 100%. humor and instincts. Yeah. Well, I always say if uh, you're a kid who's funny, who wants to get into the business or comedy or whatever, encourage that. But if it's not a natural thing, there are so many kids who they just say, I want to act. I'm like, well, show me some talent. This is why I'm not a mother. Because my kids would be like incredibly effed up. I, <laughs> I'd be like, really? Well, where's the talent? You need to back it up. You can't just act. Um, <laughs> a lot of, and I'm sure you were a very funny kid. And I, I say like when kids are funny, those are the kids who should become comedians. Sometimes I know people late in life who, you know, in their 60s, I want to be a comedian. I go, look, it's like you're either born with it or you're not, I think, in many cases. I, I look at my siblings like I was a, yeah. an audience member for most of my life because they were, you know, I was number six out of seven. Wow. They're all if, if I if somebody would have said to me when I was younger, which one of you be a comedian? I would pick all of them before myself. They're smart and funny and fast. My mom was so quick witted. I mean, even just, you know, right before she passed away, we she was staying, she was at my condo with me and in Chicago. And I, you know, I said, oh, mom, you know, we're, we're going to bed and helping her in her room. And she said, oh, the curtains are open. I don't know why have the curtains. Open. I said, mom, we're on the top floor. Somebody had to be 80 feet tall to see us. Yeah. And just then a pilot, a plane was going over <laughs> past the window. And she goes, oh, really? That pilot just waved to me. You know, it's just like. Like so, yeah. You know, you're you're 95 years old and just so quick and funny and that's such a blessing to be 95 to have that. I know the mental uh, ability. To the last minute, amazing. Seriously, yeah. a blessing. Um, a friend of mine was a producer on your talk show, the Bonnie mm-hmm. Hunt Show, which I. Right. Absolutely loved your show. I thought finally, well, you know what it is, Bonnie? It's hard because a lot of people, you know, I'm going to ask you a question. Would you have rather had a daytime show or a late night show? And why I ask that is because I think women are just always put on daytime. Nighttime was never really an option, rarely, especially. They actually did offer me, you know, um, I was offered the the uh, Craig Kilborn show. Really? Um, Yeah. um, I might have been been after uh, Craig Ferguson, but Mm. I was offered that at the time. But there was an issue that um, we couldn't resolve. And uh, I decided not to go ahead. But I, I. The daytime show, to me, whether it was nighttime or daytime, I was going to have my humor and my sensibility. Would it have been more fun at night? Yes. But, you know, what we were doing on our daytime show was so fun, Michelle. We had like these fake guests, like experts. Like my trainer was Mike Haggerty, who was, you know, (laughs) notoriously a big, hefty, strong guy. And 
nobody knew it wasn't real, but the people who got it were so with us. Mm. And I just think if they would have gone with it, people would know when we had those segments. I mean, it, I mean, my sister was on as a diet expert from Ohio that would make recipes and she had an English accent for no one, you know, some unknown reason, but <laughs> hilarious segments. None of it was scripted. So fun. And then when we had guests on, I'd have them bring their dog or their kids Aww. and uh, and never wanted to ambush anybody or shock anybody. Or, but they were trying to get me to do something to go viral. And I was like, no, I want this to be Johnny Carson, you know. And I yeah. did The Tonight Show. Johnny was all about how do I make this person comfortable and and celebrate them. And that's what I wanted to do. And it's a, it was an acquired taste in this climate. And even then, back then when I was doing the show, because it was all about a need for the speed. How do we get attention? How do we shock somebody, surprise somebody, catch them off guard? I just wasn't comfortable doing that. And it wasn't going to happen. But I'm so proud of the show. And I feel so grateful that I had the opportunity to do it and that my mom was on it every week. I mean, she had a huge fan base because she just was so real and sweet and funny. She would give her advice every week. And she got to talk to all the wonderful people that we all we both loved dick van dyke and Ugh, the best. everybody we I, them I'm all gonna, i know i sound like Burnett, a mary Tyler Moore. broken record they don't make them like they used to i don't know how else to put it i just feel like there's a level of maybe class mm-hmm. or i don't know what there's it is a difference to the, well there's yeah. a difference to the approach you know they had a lot of boundaries and restrictions mm-hmm. and when you can't say pregnant on tv or you can't sleep in the same bed i mean now you can show somebody going to the bathroom on the toilet oh wow look how creative we are well it's you've seen my pilot seen my pilot exactly and i can't believe it 30 minutes on that but (laughs) it's it's different when you raise the stakes Mm. increase the boundaries and you're forced to write like in the great uh, american songbook i saw you know Ella Fitzgerald singing, horizontally speaking, he's at his very best. Yeah. A brilliant lyric, very sexy and provocative, but clever Mm. and and timeless. Ella could sing that when she was 20 and she can sing that when she's 80. But I wonder now some I I listen to some of these girls like Ariana Grande has this incredible angelic voice. And then I'm what's the song? I can't remember the name of it, but I'm listening to it, you know, after me till the morning the sun comes up. I'm like, okay, 75, she's at the Grammys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, God bless her. If it was so works, it's yeah. great. But just once in a while, challenge yourself challenge yourself. Yes. And I you know I had to do it with this show. It's like, how do I make this show like accessible to the adults. I want people to, everyone to watch it with their kids, you know, because you want to be smart and funny. So it's like, how do you do that without, with having such strong boundaries as you can't affect the children? You can't say this, you can't say that, but it's fun. Makes it smarter. Yeah. Yeah. And it it does. So that's, I think they were smarter because they were forced to be more clever. Uh, listen, I, I've been in the green room with Sid Caesar, Steve <gasps> Allen. Ugh. Um, you know, I, Jonathan Winters brought me into that world, and I got to meet those guys. I called Sid Caesar, calling four one one and getting his phone number wow. when I first moved to LA. But these guys could be, you know, like the dirtiest sailor in the room. We'd all laugh and tell a joke, but they, uh, you know, raised the stakes once in front of the camera, mm. so, and, it, and you know, it led to some uh, clever and brilliance. Not that people that do the other stuff aren't clever and brilliant. No, but it's all there. I'm not I'm not a prude. I'm just saying once in a while, challenge yourself for longevity. It's not even being a prude. It's it's just I don't know how to put it. I feel like I was maybe born in the wrong decade or something like that where 
you know, 20 years earlier where things were just on a different level. And that goes for, to me with everything, music and comedy and film. I don't right. know. I'm just, maybe I'm a bit of a snob. I don't know what it is, but I try but there's to- some great, there's yeah. some great, go ahead. I should finish your thought. No, no, no. Interrupt. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm constantly today, like looking for things that make me laugh and what's, what's funny. And it's hard for me. I find oftentimes to find things that compare. You know what I mean? I don't know if anything's funny anymore. But then I'm also like, is this COVID? Am I depressed? Bonnie Hunt? <laughs> do I, I need know. medication? All you gotta you know? do is go back to Elaine May. Oh. You know, Elaine May, the genius of all time. I was so lucky when I worked at Second City to be on the road and they gave me Elaine May's material. Wow. I've been spoiled ever since. But I sometimes, my family and I will just start laughing if we say, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. We to Gene Hackman in Birdcage, you know, it's like oh. the end of the He's just, it's like those, this, that, that kind of comedy where there's so many layers, where even the radio in the background, if you're listening closely, has a clever line. Mm. The genius of the layered authenticity, character driven brilliance. Oh man, I crave it. Yes. Can't get enough of it. And you, then you end up rewatching, you know? I, Birdcage is, every time I fly United, I, only watch basically gay comedy. So I watch Waiting for Guffman and The Bird every time. I'm like, all right, what's yeah. going to make me feel at home? Like these movies, basically. I mean, Gene you know? so brilliant. And you oh. think about these actors, you know, drama is, I think, for me, m easier than comedy just because comedy has to be so sincere to be what I think is the best. Mm. Uh, so there can be no acting involved almost, you know, throw it away and hope the audience uh, catches it. And... Um, yeah, I just, I, I long for that stuff. Manny Lane May, swing for the fences. Genius. I would be upset with myself because I know you don't have a lot of time today, but I would be upset if I didn't ask about Jumanji only because A, I'm a big Jew, so I always make Jumanji puns, but also, be, thank you very much. Don't even laugh. It's not even a joke. I'm just saying something. <laughs> Point is, one of the best movies of all time. I and have I, nieces and nephews that yeah. are cashews, they call themselves. They're Catholic and Jewish, so they're, they're little cashews. <laughs> well, the Catholics and the Jews have shared, it's basically to me the same religion. Every one it of my is. best girlfriends are Catholic. Yeah. It's the same mm. levels of guilt and it's parental connection. Tradition, yeah, yes. The whole thing. Take care of each other. Yeah. The whole thing. But I know that it is one of the first films that used a lot of CGI. And you know when you watch yes. it now that, you know, when the rhinos come through, it it has that fuzziness of like early on yes. CGI. Were you just <laughs> so confused at the time making it? Because this is before like Lord of the Rings, Andy Serkis, all of that. Were you like, I have to look at a ball or did it make more sense when you were actually, <laughs> I can't, cause you're like one of the first people to really lean into it. We did. And I, no, I mean, I think because Robin and I, we shared our, you know, we were just, you know, great, great friends. And we shared that imagination. Like even with Amber Brown, I write her imagination comes to life for her and her mind in full animation so we can see her sarcasm. Mm. Uh, that's kind of for Robin and I, you know, they'd, they'd say to us, there's rhinos coming through. We could see them wow. in our minds. It was so fun with the kids too, because the kids were so accepting of it. You know, uh, the children in the movie, Bradley Pearson, Kirsten Dunst, mm. um, just, you know, we took their, our cues from them and Robin, of course, a big kid himself. So, no, that was a, that was a wonderful experience. Uh, so much fun and just so many be. fond memories. Of course. Robin and I, oh. you know, friends for life. Uh, it's, you know, again, I look back at things like formative things. Jumanji is one of them. Just everything, the, the magic involved in that movie of just, you know, I never had an attic. I'm from Miami. So we're an attic free, basement free city. We don't have anywhere wow. to hide old things. You're from Miami? Yeah. 
Who's from Miami? That's exactly what I'd like to know. I mean, it's, I don't know. the Jackie Gleason show. I mean. It literally, my parents were New Yorkers and then moved down right before I was born. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. I remember Billy Crystal and I did a tour a few years ago, just the two of us on stage for a few hours with no script. And we were in Miami for a while and he was like driving me around. There's my aunt's house. There's who so-and-so stayed. Yeah, it's so no, fun. It's where all the Jews go to die. You're either Aventura or Boca. And you know what's not? I could pick worse places to go. Not just. Well, Jonathan Winters yeah. called it God's waiting room. That it really this, is. Yeah. It is. And with the best air conditioning you'll find in the Continental 48. I'm uh, over Las Vegas, I would but say. You're but you're talking yeah. about Jumanji having yeah. the attic. Yeah, that was fun. Attics are always scary. They are. I miss that mystery in my childhood. What do we have? Like we had a pantry. I don't even know. My life is sad. <laughs> Bonnie Hunt. Oh, wait. But my friend Jamie, who is a producer, I texted her last night yes. ago. Listen, Bonnie Hunt's coming on. She loves you, by the way. Jamie Shapiro. My, well, Jamie is the best. Uh, I mean, I called her Miley all the time. She always reminded me of Miley yes. Cyrus. So her name was Miley to everybody on the crew. Oh, my God. She's one of the most He's, positive people. I've never met anyone more upbeat. Is, She's a great soul, talented, smart, beautiful. I love Jamie. She adores you. Um, and she said you're funny and an excellent guest. I choose to agree. You've been a wonderful guest, but uh, I never knew you worked at a Dairy Queen. And I feel I like did. that's a mystery that uh, I'd like to unlock a little bit. And then we'll go back to Amber Brown because I want to make sure everybody watches it. But um, apparently you taught them a quick way to slice a banana. Now, I don't know what that is. So I'm asking you now, Bonnie Hunt, how do you slice a banana quickly? Would you well, they, I, Mr. Bardelli was our boss and he was an amazing restaurant owner. If you want to call Dairy Queen a restaurant, I certainly do. <laughs> um, uh, he taught us to you never would touch the food with your hands. Mm. And people weren't wearing gloves then. Um, but he, you would open the banana, you take one part, just one, the peel, the center, and leave the rest of the peel on. And you slice the banana and cut it while it's still in the peel. And huh. then you just inside out the peel. And it was like perfect. And I still do it to this day. Good old Mr. Bardelli. That's the mango and I trick. Loved yeah. Uh, is that the same thing with the mango? With the mango, you slice it in half and then you cube it. And when you unfold it, it does oh. like that porcupine. This is the Florida in me. Oh, it does that porcupine thing. Then you slice it out. Banana. Well, I had to I stop eating something. bananas. Uh, bananas for me. Um, every day I, I what, was the texture. Uh, no, I just nothing fit. I kept eating bananas like literally like a zoo gorilla, though. I would eat like 10 in a day and be like, why is everything? <laughs> tight <on me?" laughs> I'm well, always live in a tree house. Uh, 100%. <laughs> no, I really do. Yeah. I, I loved. And when somebody would order a hot fudge brownie delight, I was so thrilled because that meant I, I get to go in the freezer and get a brownie and I'd always take one for myself. Oh, my God. I could never yeah. have worked at a place like that without genuinely ending up in the hospital. Like I, I had no. <laughs> I loved it. I, I grew up in a binge eating household. Like my family oh. would hide treats around the house so that I wouldn't find them, which turned to flowers for Algernon for me, where I'm like, well, I'm going to. Of a course. Rat. Yes. Oh, it's the <laughs> best game in the world to find like the Keebler fudge wafers yes. under the steps, which is where she always kept them, Bonnie Hunt. Um, <laughs> but going back to Amber Brown. So the show premieres uh, July 29th. And mm-hmm. I want to let you have some parting words with with our listeners. Um what does it mean to you, I guess? It's it, it's so exciting that you're back on TV, number one. Let me just say, like, I'm so happy to have you back. Oh, thanks. I guess two questions. One is, would you ever, like, consider going back into talk? Because that would make me feel whole. And for that reason alone, I think you should. Oh, yeah, of course I would. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, I want to be an actor, too. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. acted in a long time. So I'm, I'm hoping now that I'm, you know, um, at a point in my career where I really am looking forward to 
I just love being a storyteller, but I also love bringing somebody else's story to life, like being in Jerry Maguire or The Green Mile, you know, Best, the yeah. challenge of bringing in authenticity to a character that somebody else has so beautifully written and directed. Uh, that's, I would love to do that. Uh, we need and, you. And with Amber Brown, yeah. I just hope that people enjoy the storytelling. And just like the moms out there and the dads, it's, there's a lot of that in there and there's humor in there and understanding. And I hope they find it somewhat comforting and, and entertaining. I'm going to end by saying that um, I've interviewed Carol Burnett on the show, and it was one of the highlights of my career pretty much was meeting her. Me too. Yeah, I get Uh, it. But I will say that, like, genuinely, when I heard that you agreed to talk to me, I was like, okay, Bonnie Hunt is up there. Like, you are really have been such an inspiration to me. And just because of your authenticity, actually, because you've just always felt like everyone's friend. You know what I mean? Like you've never had an air about you, which I really appreciate. And I just love you, Bonnie Hunt. That's all I have to say. Michelle, that is yeah. so kind. Thank you so much. Genuinely. Thanks for a thoughtful interview. I appreciate it. Well, listen, uh, Amber Brown, July 29th on Apple yeah. TV Plus. Everyone go watch it and also tell your families to watch it. Forget, because if the listeners, let's say, if you have uh, sisters, brothers with kids, tell them to watch this show. I really think it's a great way to bring the whole family together. And also, even though you don't post, you can still follow Bonnie at Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> underscore real on I Instagram. I will start posting. Will you yeah. post, first post about this You pod. know what? I stop, I, yeah, I don't post often. And, and, and you know, after losing my mom, I went yeah. through so much. I mean, I'll probably grieve her forever, of mm. course, but um, yeah, it's just been tough. I, you I know, I'm you. working on. Yeah. I hope you're okay. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm okay. you've never looked better. Take it for what it's worth. Thanks. I really mean the hair is stunning. Uh, Bonnie, oh, so lovely to meet you. And thank you again for doing the show. Thanks, Michelle. You have a great day. Bye, Bonnie. Bye, everybody. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.